Hey guys, and thanks for tuning in to the Free Hearts Podcast featuring Dylan and Sarah Frank. Welcome to episode two, where we're going to dive into something a little bit difficult to talk about. Uh, We're going to talk about our miscarriage today. Enjoy the show. Thank you. Hey guys, and welcome back to the Free Hearts Podcast with Dylan and Sarah. Dylan's here, I promise. Hi. Um, so it's been a while. We recorded our first podcast on March 12th and today is May 3rd and yeah, that's a long time. But a big part of that was we really didn't know what we were doing and I think we both just wanted to get through one episode to see how (laughs) painful and awkward it was and it really wasn't that bad. And still can't listen to myself. I know. Dylan didn't listen to it. I, I listened to it, but I think that's so funny. So you, you're just going to talk and then not, never, never hear the product. Yeah, I know what I said. <laughs> I, I just don't, I just don't like the way I sound on recordings. I just, I've never, I've never liked hearing my own voice like played back. I've and, never liked it. Interesting. Well, yeah, so... It took a little while to like actually paste, not paste, but put the podcast together. And so Dylan didn't really help very much with that. But now mama knows how to do it. Mama can put a podcast together. Don't call yourself mama. But mama does not know how to cut anything out. So it's raw, y'all. It's real raw. (laughs) But so... Nothing really crazy has been going on with us. I did just get back from two back-to-back bachelorette parties in Nashville. And Dylan was really sad. And he, like, texted me the whole time and cried. I didn't cry. (laughs) I didn't cry. But he's going to Chicago in a few weeks. So I'm sure I'll be getting wild somewhere. No. Kinsey and I are going on a trip. You're not going on a trip. We don't know where, but we're going no. somewhere. Mm. Yeah, you're you're going right here, right in this house. You ain't going nowhere. You go to Kroger and Target and back. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see about that. Mm, you don't get to go on a trip. You, you went you know, on a trip for one of mine. Yeah, but exactly one of yours. How many how many bachelorette trips have you been on? Not that many. Six. <laughs> and I've been on one. I've been well. Technically two, but Josh's, mine, and what else? Oh, I guess you haven't been on Ryan's yet. Yeah. Okay, so this will be your third. Exactly. And mine, like Josh's was way back when, and mine, you went to Nashville, (laughs) so you deserve to be stuck at home wondering (laughs) what I'm doing. I don't know. That's not how... I like to do things. No. Well, that's how it's going to be. We'll see. We'll see. May 18th, if anyone wants to hang. Holla at your girl. Well, moving on. We have kind of a shitty topic today, but I think it's important and I think it's good to open up. <laughs> so we're going to talk about our miscarriage, which sucked. 
Um, so let's see where to start. So we miscarried at the very end of August of last year, so 2018. And we, so basically we found out we were pregnant in August, like the first week of August. I took, we took, so when we found out we were pregnant with Kinsey, we took our test together. And so I took this test without Dylan knowing and it was positive. And then I had to like brainstorm ways to tell him. Um, and so I recorded this really cute video. Do you remember the video? No, I don't remember a video. You don't remember the video or are uh, you messing around with me? I don't remember a video. The video where I was like, hey, come look at this thing on the counter. And you were like, you like kind of knew and you were like giggling. Well, okay, you recorded me. You recorded the process. Yeah, that's the video. No, no, you made it sound like you recorded, you like pre-recorded a video of like, of like you peeing on a stick or something like that. No, I literally thought you forgot about this video. It was so sweet and I couldn't wait to like upload it when we were going to ever announce. And it was so sweet. He like walked over and like I wrote, what did the paper say? It said, I had like written it out with like the positive test and it said roses are red something is blue I hope you're ready because here comes baby number two and he cried and it was so sweet like he really did cry this time and it was so sweet it was so sweet and now it's just like hidden in the archives of my phone yeah yeah I mean I, I don't it's it it all it all just feels blurry. It all just does it. Yeah. And and that's just I feel like that's just kind of who I am. Just because like I tend to like push things down or like hide things away, and yeah. I just feel like that's like that's who I am, and that and so like it just you know. It's such a, it's, it's like such a high, it's like such a high finding out, and then. Such a low when that happened, I mean, gosh. But, I mean, so that August just, like, rocked our world in, like, the worst way. But, so, basically, we found out we were pregnant, and we had been trying. So, we started trying for baby number two when Kenzie was only six months old. And it didn't happen. Like, we tried for, like, six months, like, July to December. And then I had a trip to Miami planned, and um, I just – we just decided to take a break because it's really, really, really hard to get negative after negative after negative. Like, that is so painful. Like, I'm so – I didn't know it in the moment because I – we were so shocked when we got pregnant with Kenzie, but I'm – it's such a blessing when when it's kind of a surprise like that and you don't have to try because it's hard. It's real. It takes a toll on you. And I felt like last year, the beginning of last year, we just needed a break from it because it was so frustrating. And so we took a break and right after like on vacation in July, we basically started again and then we got pregnant in August. So it was like so refreshing to kind of like walk into this situation of like, oh, like, how long is it going to take? Are we going to be in the same situation? Like, you know, how, I don't know. I I just wasn't sure. And then we got pregnant right off the bat. And it was, like, so, 
wild. And so then we, so we told my family, then we went to Charlotte and we told Dylan's family and then we came home and we were running errands and we were like trying to figure out like where would baby go for daycare, like which option would be best because we had like a certain sitter that would would probably be cheaper but we were trying to like you know see if there was a sibling discount on our current daycare and we were just doing all the things to get ready and um I started bleeding a little bit just like very lightly at we went out on like a day date to lunch and I said like I remember going to the bathroom during lunch I came back and I was like I'm spotting a little bit and it was I, like, I think I knew in my gut um, because I didn't bleed at all with Kenzie, like nothing. And so yeah. that was kind of like, I think I just knew. And then I woke up the next morning, it was a Tuesday, and I was bleeding more, not like a lot. I never bled a lot. That's what was so bizarre. And then I called the doctor and they were like, yeah, we want to see you. And so we went in, we had an ultrasound. And we saw the baby. We saw its heartbeat. It was, like, flickering. And I was probably, like, seven weeks at this point. Like, I was supposed to be seven weeks, and the baby measured, like, 6'2 or 6'3. No, it was 5'6. It was oh, okay. Yeah. So I was, was I quite seven weeks? I guess. Yeah, you were, like, close to seven weeks, but the baby measured at 5'6. Okay, so, like, almost six weeks. Yeah. So that was kind of a red flag, too. Um, so basically like the doctor I saw was like, it's there, we see it. We don't know what the bleeding's about. It could, some women bleed throughout their whole pregnancy and some women don't. She was basically like, I can't say you are miscarrying. I can't say you're not just let's see what happens. And so I continued to go to work and I mean, I had a desk job, so it wasn't like I was on my feet excessively. Um, and like the bleeding got heavier, but it never got crazy heavy. Like they told me I would, I should be bleeding a lot and it never really got heavy. And my cramps, I like my period cramps were worse than my miscarriage cramps. Like it was very bizarre. And I don't know if I was so scared of it that I just kind of like, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it was more painful and I just didn't want to believe it. Like, I don't, I don't know. The cramping to me was bizarre because I didn't have any cramping. Um, and then the actual event happened at work on a Thursday and it was like pretty scarring and not it, it wasn't like very gruesome but I'm not gonna go into detail just to spare you guys if you're curious you know text me I'll tell you I'm not embarrassed or anything I'm just not something I think everyone <laughs> would want to hear um but yeah so I knew when it happened that it had happened and so then I called my doctor and she was still like so it was it was right before Labor Day weekend. Um, so she was like, well, it's hard to say, like, just get through the weekend and we'll bring you in on Tuesday to confirm. And I was like, I cannot. Remember that? Like, yeah, there's no way we could have made it through the whole weekend. Yeah. And so I called back on Friday and I said that I was having cramps, even though I kind of wasn't. <laughs> but I just needed to get in there. I needed to know. I needed, I felt like if I could have, like, the three days at home and like really just like mourn and grieve that it would be fine. And then you, you got to take some bereavement for it, which was really awesome. Yeah. I mean, I, 
I mean, because you, you called me, and it was, like, when this was happening, it was Friday morning, I'm pretty sure. Wait, when the actual thing, when it happened? No, no, when, like... We went back, we went to, the back to the doctor. Yeah, and, that was a Friday. And it was Friday, and I remember... Um, like, I remember calling my boss at, like, six in the morning and, like... Having to explain. And, like, having to explain what's going on and, like... I mean, she was really great about it and she was basically like, why are you at work right now? Yeah. And so, like, I got someone in there and I got out of there as fast as possible and... Then we went to the doctor. And then we went to the doctor It and was everything. so awful because the same ultrasound yeah. tech that, like, showed us, like, did my ultrasound on Tuesday, Tuesday had to tell us on Friday that we lost it. And it was, like, I almost felt bad for her. Like, I was, like, how, like, does this happen often? Like, do you see, like, routine people or is this, like, some crazy fluke that, like, is really awful? Yeah, and it definitely, like, I felt bad for her, too, because it was definitely, like, she's, she travels from, like, office to office, and so, like, when we saw her, the, when we saw her on the Tuesday, we were at, like, we were at the short pump office or something like that, and then when we saw her again on Friday, it was in Midlothian, and so, like, she's, like, she, like, travels from office to office to do the ultrasounds and everything, and so... It just, it kind of sucked. Like, she, you know, Lack on Tuesday, draw, like, on Tuesday got to share with us that we were, that she found, that she found the baby and, you know, heard the heartbeat and had to tell us, or, and told us congratulations. And then yeah. on Friday, had to tell us that there wasn't a baby anymore. And that was a hard hour. Yeah. Like, and it the, I just remember. Like, I don't even, rem- I, I, I don't even feel bad, like, like, the thing I feel bad most for her was not, was not even that she had to, like, tell us that we, that we had lost a baby after telling us that we had, that we were gonna have a baby. The thing that was, like, that I felt the most bad for was that, like, she, like, because she had seen us so recently, she, like, I felt like she searched for the baby longer than what she would have. Yeah. It did and, feel like a long, like. And yeah. like, I don't know if that's normal, but it felt like an eternity. It felt like we were, I mean, it felt like she was searching for a good, like, 20 minutes. Yeah, because she didn't really say, like, it wasn't like, yeah, it's gone. Like, it was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think that, I don't, maybe that's how it always is, but. Yeah. It was tough. And then she was like, you know, I'm going to give you guys some time. And I think we were in there like 25 minutes. Like just. See, that's the thing. I just didn't want to walk back like, through the office. Like, do I check out while I'm sobbing yeah. like a psycho or. I I just don't even remember. Like, like I. Like we could have been in there for an hour. We could have been in there for five, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. Like I, I really like, don't. You like blacked out a little. Yeah. Like I just don't know how fast time went. Like it, it yeah. was. I mean, it was, like, another dimension. Like, I just didn't, I didn't know. Like, I mean, and that's the thing is that, like, like, I didn't, I didn't lose it. 
I didn't break down until, like, basically after she left the room. Like, mm-hmm. I was just, it's this weird thing, because it, it was just, like, it was just, like, shocked. Like, it was, yeah. it was, like, you know, like, like, you hear about it happening, and you hear about, like, it, like, it's crazy, it's crazy that, it's crazy to me that more people don't, and, and like, I know it's kind of of a private thing, but it's crazy to me that you don't hear more people talk about it, and it, yeah, and it's because, and, like, you know, it is so common, and, like, well, for me, like, I didn't want to talk about it at first, like, I remember texting even, like, my sister, and, like, your family, my family being, like, hey, we lost it, not ready to talk about it, but thanks. Yeah. In a nice way, but. I mean, I don't think we really have talked about it until kind of, like, not in depth or anything like that. You mean, like, like public, not publicly, but, like, openly? Yeah. Like, I think you haven't, but I've definitely, like, when friends ask me about it, I don't, I don't, I try not to bottle up because. I think a big part of it is, like, you, because it is a very, like, alone feeling, like, like, you feel alone, even though, like, a fourth of women go through it. Yeah. Yeah, I just, I don't know, like, I mean, and, and it, like I said earlier, like, it is something that. Um. <laughs> God, are you about to cry? We okay, is, we're gonna switch topics. It is. <laughs> it is something that like I mean I said it earlier. Like I tend to hold things in, and I tend to I tend to not talk about the way I feel and everything. And it's not. It's not because I don't want to. It's just like that's how I've always been. And also, no one's asking me. No one's asking me about the situation. Yeah. Like no one's coming to me and asking me about the situation and like rightfully so, like you know. And like, no one's really ever been like, "Hey, how is your miscarriage?" But yeah, like, I understand. <laughs> I understand that. But I but, just don't want it to be like, "Oh, Sarah had a miscarriage." Like don't don't bring up babies and pregnancy and you know, like it's just to yeah. me it's something that like a fourth of my the women in my life will go through so if I happen to be one of the first or like yeah. I don't know too many other women who have gone through it so it's like yeah you know I, I think I think one of the things that oh man it, it's such a hard thing to say this because it is it, it's like it's not easy but I think and this is something that I did talk about with my partners at work that that I did tell about what was going on because you know one it's my my shift team and then one it's my like closer partners Mm -hmm. that that like my core group of partners and you know I I told I can remember telling them I still feel this way like the thing that has made it the thing that made it easier was having Kinsey I mean the thing that the thing that like made it easier was that like we know that like we've been able we've been able to have a kid before and like well and that's what like 
when the doctor told me. So I went back for like a follow-up and it was kind of crazy um, because basically I waited at this doctor's office for like two hours because the doctor was supposed to see and Dylan didn't come because it was just like the are you okay? Like, how are you feeling? Let's take a pregnancy test to make sure that you're, you know, you don't need a, a DNC, I think is what it's called. But, um, so it was basically like a really quick checkup and I, um, saw this doctor who I wasn't supposed to see because this other doctor I was scheduled for was delivering a baby. And so she basically was like, I'm helping out the other doctor. I'm here. And she cried in the room with me. And she was like, I've been through like several miscarriages. It's really hard, but you will have another baby. And like that, I, I don't I don't know if that's true. Like I, she doesn't know if that's true, but it's just like, it is really common. And it's more common that like, I feel like that your miscarriages are just your body's way of knowing that the pregnancy isn't viable or that the baby might not be strong um and I don't I don't like to look at it like that like it kind of makes me feel weird because it's like you know I I would have taken any baby like whether the baby was like beautiful and healthy or beautiful and you know needed needed um special circumstances but you know that's just like and it's just kind of like how smart our bodies are too like it's just bizarre but I do think Kinsey helped. It definitely made me, like I said earlier, appreciate like, okay, maybe not being able to drink at our wedding was, wasn't ideal, but I would have, I would give up drinking the rest of my life if I could not have to go through like the month to month negatives and the pain of that miscarriage again. Yeah. But I feel like it did bring us like new perspective not just with Kenzie but just in life like I I had always heard about this book through like other podcasters and like um other bloggers it's called Spirit Babies and it's super hippie and if you read it and hate it I'm (laughs) sorry but it really there's a whole chapter on miscarriages and it really brought me like really good comfort like I just basically like the whole premise is that like the spirit of your baby isn't lost in a miscarriage it's just that it's not ready to come through from like the spirit world to god I sound like such a hippie and I don't even care um basically it's like it's not quite ready to come from like the spirit world into the the earthly world and so the idea is that you didn't you know lose the soul the baby like you'll you'll meet that baby again um like and that and that's really helpful because like I said like it just helps me feel like I I didn't lose a child I you know it's just the timing's not not ready and for whatever reason the spirit of my next baby wants to stay in the spirit world for a little bit longer and I don't know I really think that down the line it'll all make sense like my mom had a miscarriage um before Angie and so like you think about that and our whole our whole world would be different you know, like, like if mom had had that baby, everything, it's just a ripple effect. Everything would have been different. And so I think like once we're out of the, like in between this and, you know, we are like waiting, we're trying to conceive and waiting in this like waiting period of what's going on. And all of that is 
overwhelming and I think when it's all said and done we'll look back and it'll I really think it'll make sense yeah but yeah, yeah spirit babies if <laughs> you think I'm if you read it and you think it's for loonies sorry but it really really helped me yeah um I was I was gonna say like that's like that's another that's definitely another hard part about it and like you know I don't I don't blame anybody for this and like it's not anybody's fault especially if they don't know like they don't know but like you know like I I talk about I talk about Kinsey a lot especially at work and stuff like that and like you know it's like it just it makes me happy to talk about her and and you know I get the question like when Mm -hmm. like like when you guys want to have another one or, or when, or like, like when, uh, like, like, are you guys trying? And it's, and (sighs) it has been frustrating because like we have been trying and like, see, I, it doesn't bother me. Like I'm, I guess because like, because the month to month negative is so lonely and like, my poor sister, I text her constantly, like, my period's three days late, and I'm still getting negatives, like, what do I do, do I keep taking, like, what are the chances, like, you just feel so hopeless, and, like, I mean, there's been days where it's, like, four days past my ovulation, and I'm, like, I'm gonna take a pregnancy test just to see if it happened that fast, and, like, you just go crazy, like, you really, like, I drive myself crazy, and so we, like, so to me, I, I don't want, anyone to feel alone in that so like if someone's asking me about like where we are and if we're trying to conceive and if you know we're gonna have more like I just tell them like I had multiple people on the bachelorette trips ask me and I was like yeah we're trying and it's not going great (laughs) but basically like I guess I should tell you guys this part well that my doctor thinks I'm not ovulating so Basically, she wants me to kind of see if my body, like, figures it out and gets back on track. Um, Or they can give me medicine to, like, get me to ovulate. But that, it's a little complicated. And it's probably, like, she said it's, like, it's safe, but it's not something you want to do very, very much. Like, I think I could only do it, like, five months in a row. So I'm not super interested in that, but I like knowing it's there, you know. But hopefully, you know, my body will just start to ovulate. Because, I mean, we she told us to wait a mo- one to three months to start trying after the miscarriage. And we waited, like, basically as soon as I got my period again, we started back up. So we've, we've been trying since October. And it's May. <laughs> so. Yeah, I get what you're saying. But <laughs> I'm not... Again, I'm not as open. Like, I just... It's hard to know. Especially, like... You know, like... I just don't... It's just hard. Like, I feel like it's harder... I feel like it's harder on, on my... I feel like it's harder on my end of it. Because, like... Because, like, I don't really want to... Like, I don't really want to go into, like, if, especially if it's, like, and I think about, I think about my partners at work. 
like if it's someone who know who or who doesn't know about the miscarriage I don't necessarily want to go into the miscarriage part of it and then the waiting and then the you know and it's just easier for me it's just easier for me to go yeah we we want another yeah and I I get that like I'm not I don't openly tell like people I'm that close with that I'm not ovulating and that they want to put me on medicine and make me ovulate like I'm just I just if people ask and I feel comfortable which is I it's very rare that I don't feel comfortable then I'm gonna tell them and I don't know I just think like like I said that month-to-month negative is like a really dark place and there's I don't know if someone else went through that that I didn't know like if I'm able to connect with someone on that like I'm okay being a little vulnerable and I think it's different for you too because it's not your body like I think you're in a situation where you can't like you're afraid of saying too much to you know bother me because it's my body going through everything and yeah yeah I get that and I think it's there's really not a lot of talk about like how a miscarriage affects the dad, you know, especially in like a, I don't know, we're, we're like, we were trying, we both wanted a kid, we both got it, you know, we were both planning. I mean, like we had, we were shooting names back and forth. Like I was convinced it was a boy, which is, was even weirder. Cause I feel like our next one will be a girl, but I felt like that one was a boy and you know, just, I feel like men don't really get like that's why when you got bereavement for it like that was amazing like because I didn't get bereavement but I I told my direct boss Sarah but I didn't tell my like the managers at my job or like the owners I didn't tell them yeah I mean so I don't I don't know I don't know like it's just I don't know it, it is, it's hard, because, like, like, I don't, like, I don't talk about it, and I don't, I tend to not talk about, like, how I feel, and yeah everything, and, like, I just, I, I feel like, I feel like it's, like, I feel like it's, like, my job to, like, be like be strong and like like be the support and everything like that and and like it's not I don't know like it's not it's not easy like it's not like it's not my place because because like you know because I'm just like I'm not carrying the baby. Like Yeah, but you still it was still your child, you know. And yeah. that's that's where spirit babies really helped me change my perspective on that because I do believe that the spirit of that baby is still our child that's going to come through. And you I mean, I and like and I hear you <laughs> like you find comfort you find comfort in that, but that makes me like that makes me sad. Like Why? Because, like, I'm a cool guy. Like, why would my baby be ready to meet me? 
I mean, that's a good point, but that, I mean, it doesn't mean that he or she is never going to be ready. It could be, <laughs> okay, maybe you should just read the chapter and then we can reconvene because the chapter explains that it's not, it's not your fault. Like, it's not you. You're not the reason that the baby ain't ready. You, he'll it read just, the chapter and report back. It, it still makes me sad. It doesn't make me sad. I feel like I like knowing, I like the idea of knowing I'll meet them again. And granted, you know, even if I mourn their loss and meet them in the spirit world, like that's another way to look at it too. But yeah, I think spirit baby is kind of what plunged me into this other, like really our spirit journey spiritual journey where like I dove into like a ton of like spiritual podcasts and books and I joined a few like subscription-based things where I was doing kundalini yoga and different meditations and something like this will probably be our next podcast but things happened for me and Dylan watched and he decided to do them with me and so I I really can attribute that to the miscarriage because I did feel lost I felt confused and and lonely and like I needed a way to uplift myself and so I found like a way to raise my vibration and just really feel stronger and more positive and believe that I'm still connected to that baby and I'm still connected to all of my children that I'll have and just I just I really don't know that I would have gotten there without the miscarriage. And that and that's hard to think about it because it's not like if I could change anything, I would have changed that miscarriage. But, you know, there is a silver lining. There is, like, light with with the wound and, you know. Yeah, and, and I definitely – I agree with that. Like, I – I mean, I try to – with everything, I try to stay as positive as possible. And I, I – look for the positivity and in everything like if if something if something happens regardless of what it is like regardless of how you perceive it to have happened to you and anything like Mm -hmm. that like there's there's something there somewhere is something good that's coming out of it and it's and and sometimes depending on the situation it's so dark that it's hard to find that light but you know there are other times where like you just you you have to you have to like really work towards it because it takes time like yeah I think this will have more quote-unquote light when when it makes sense and it doesn't make total sense right now but I think it will one day so. Yeah, I mean, and, and that's just, like, you know, that's one of the things that I just, that's one of the things that I, like, when I, like whenever I think about it, it's one of the things that I, that I think about is, like, they're, like, at, at this moment in time, like, I'm not really sure, but there, like, there's a reason or something, something that, that we're, like, you know, getting prepared for or that, you know, we're, we're getting that like life is setting up for us that it just wasn't the right time for us to have 
that baby in our life. Yeah. And it's hard to, it's hard to think about that. And it's hard to think, because, like, regardless of the reason, like, the the joy that having another child would have brought mm-hmm. seems like it would outweigh everything else. But, you know, there's, there's something, there's yeah. some reason that it's happened. And, you know, like... I mean, we're good people, like, we didn't, it's not like we've got, like, bad karma sitting out there or anything like that, like, it's not well, like. Well, it's kind of crazy, because that medium, that, I saw a medium with my sister and my grandma when I was pregnant with Aunt, uh, with Angie. <laughs> 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 Angie's my sister. So, when I was pregnant with Kenzie, I saw a medium, and she said, and this still, like, gives me chills, and I have it recorded for anyone who is a disbeliever, but. She said, you're going to have trouble conceiving your second, but don't worry, you will have a second. And so she was right so far. My gut says this fall. And if it happens sooner, great. But my gut says that it'll be like, we'll find out in the fall. But I mean, we're not. Like, I, I want to be open. Like, I don't want to be, like, secretly trying or make it awkward. Like, you know, we're we're trying. We're much more relaxed. We're not, like, quite as – I don't want to get worked up over it. Like, I, you know, I don't I don't want to freak out and, you know, get take a pregnancy test immediately after having sex. Like, I want to be, like <laughs> – Well, that would be pointless. But that's, like, where my mind went. Like, it would be, like, okay – I don't know. So, I I just want to relax. It's it's weird. It is weird that you're like that, though, because, like, I've, like, I've never been like that. You're like, you're like, you're like, just wait a week. And I'm like, like, what? You're like, (laughs) you're like 10 days late on your period. I'm like, ah, just give it another couple days. I know, but that's like, yeah, whatever. Like, well, and that's why my doctor thinks that I'm not ovulating because my, and this is what makes it even more painful is that my cycles are really long, like 40 plus days sometimes. And so, I, I am like over a week late and still getting negative tests. And so every morning you're just like, is today the day? Is this the positive? And it's not. So, but yeah, I think now that we've gotten through all the milestones, like I can't, you know, at this point we would have had a baby and like, I was so busy on its due date because I had bachelorette mania, which is what I call the back-to-back bachelorette parties. Um, so that was nice because I, I really didn't think about it that much because I was just so busy and I was having so much fun and it just wasn't something that I was dwelling on. And so now that like we've kind of gotten through the like, oh, wow, I'd be six months pregnant. Wow, I'd be about to pop. You know, I wouldn't have been able to go on those bachelorette trips. It's like I, it's not going to be easier, but I feel like it's it's going to be less less triggering, you know, where. Yeah. That thing in my in my planner, though. Do you remember that? Yeah. That was crazy. Like, the day of the baby's due date, which was, like, they changed the due date. Like, my calculated due date was, like, mid-April, and then they changed it when we went in, and it measured 5-6 um, to April 26. And it literally, on that day, it said, I bet babies are, like, be my mom when they see you. Like, what the fuck? I guess it needs to be explicit now, huh? 
<laughs> this is supposed to be like a like a like a family friendly. Is it family friendly? We're talking about miscarriages. Okay, I understand. I don't but... think I don't think kid parents are gonna let their kids listen to a podcast about miscarriages. Okay, but maybe let's just not this. Okay, well, I'm sorry for dropping the f bomb, y'all. Please forgive me, or I'll do it again. Raise your eyebrows at me again. I'll do it. I'll do it. Put him down. <laughs> um, but yeah, now that the milestones are done, like to me, the milestones were like get to the due date and then it's less. I feel like it'll be less triggering. Granted, it's been like a week. So <laughs> I'll keep you guys posted if there are any like cry sessions coming up. But yeah, now it's just we'll see when we conceive him. We're really not. I'm I'm not really shy about it. I'm not afraid to talk about it. I sometimes will get teary-eyed and I hope that doesn't bother anyone, but really it's like I'm not um like if you're struggling or like if if something similar happened to you or if you want to reach out at all, like I'm not going to be weird. I hope not. Dylan thinks I'm weird, so But yeah, I think this will segue into our next podcast will be on like some like spiritual practices we've picked up and the meditation and stuff. So because I really do believe that that presented itself after the miscarriage. Yeah. And there's a lot of things that happen after the miscarriage that would not have happened if I was pregnant. Like changing a job. I don't think I would have had the guts. Yeah, I mean... I think I would have been scared. And I would have had to tell them I was pregnant at a new job, which would have been... Like, I, I don't I don't know that... I think we would have played it safe and I would have stayed at my other job, which wasn't... It's a very toxic place and very far from where we lived. Live. Yeah. But yeah, but we'll talk about that next time. Yeah? Yeah. I think we're going to wrap this up. I have no idea how long it's been. feels like an hour, but... Oh, well. Let's see. I can't even... We don't know. But we... 42 minutes, so... You know, it's a little lengthy, but... Thank you guys for listening, and sorry if it was sad, but I think it's good. It's good to talk about, and I don't want to pretend like it didn't happen, so... Yeah, and if you guys do have any questions or any comments or anything that you want to talk about, like, I mean, Sarah's already said it, and, like, I don't know if anyone wants to hear from me. <laughs> uh, I'm just a dopey guy. <laughs> but, I mean, it like, if, if anyone out there, like, is sitting on the other side of it and is a guy and listening and is, like, and doesn't, like, it finds it hard to talk about it like I find it hard to talk about like you know I I will be open to having a conversation like like it's you might get different stuff from me than you would get from Sarah but you know if if there are any questions that you guys have or anything that you think of like let us know and we can address it in some form or fashion yeah All right, guys. Well, we will talk to you next time. Thanks.